Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes. I'm Andrew DeStefano. You can find me at SportsGuru716 on Twitter or at WideArrayOfSportsTakes.wordpress.com. I post fantasy football and hockey content, I would say daily, but I did miss yesterday. Well, not that I didn't post content. I posted on my website. Um, I posted some game predictions, updated my rankings, and then later on after the Bills game late last night, I posted a recap three positives and a negative, which I'll go over today. In addition to my Winnipeg Jets, which I didn't do 31 and 32, 31 days, it's going to end up being 31 and 32 days. I um, had some internet difficulties yesterday and TV difficulties that I had to work out during the day, which took up most of my midday. And by that point, I was, you know, there was no time to do the podcast or whatever. I had to Get ready for the Bills game. So, nevertheless, today, the Bills won over the Steelers. is a big win. Um, the first half was pretty damn scary, I'm not going to lie. I think Taron Johnson is the MVP of this game. Without that pick six with a minute left in the half, I don't know if the Bills win the game. I think that we approach the game entirely different in the second half in terms of play calling. Um, you know... The I did was saying, I remember watching the game when I was watching the game, and I was saying with a few minutes left in the half, I'm like, okay, the Bills have the ball with like four minutes left. They can get a field goal or a touchdown, keep them from scoring. It's seven to three, come out at halftime, score again, double dip, 10 to three, 10 to seven. Well, that pick six completely changed the game. I mean, it went from, oh, you can come out of the half 10 to seven to coming out of the half 16 to um, seven. So, excuse me, now all of a sudden, you have a situation where it's a touchdown and a two-point conversion instead of a field goal, or worse, you know, being down. All of a sudden, it's a full possession. It's a full scoring drive. And then they've scored again in the third quarter. And by doing that and going up, you know, 23-7, that was pretty much the nail in the coffin. I mean, it's a two-possession game, I know, with a lot of time left. But the way the Bills' defense was playing, it was it's probably the best game they've played all year. And they really kept Pittsburgh at bay. They did a fabulous job on those wide receivers. I mean, no one really got out for any big plays. I mean, James Washington made Levi Wallace look bad one play. But besides that, I mean, there really was no big plays by the Steelers' um, offense. The secondary played fabulous. You know, like I said, Taron Johnson with the interception, Levi Wallace with the interception. Trey White played a great game. Didn't hear his name much because he was doing his job. Um, Jordan Poyer was all over the field. I think he led the team in tackles yesterday. You know, it was a very, very good game by our secondary. We stopped the run. It was a fabulous job stopping the run. I mean, I think they only averaged like two, three yards, not even three yards to carry. You know, Pittsburgh was bad coming into the game at running the ball, but and they did not, you know, get their feet moving against us either, which is good. That's a good sign. Because, you know, you're worried that we, can we stop the run, can we not, after a couple games during the mid part of the season where we couldn't stop the run. And Pittsburgh couldn't do it. So if Pittsburgh couldn't get better, maybe we're, we fixed that problem. Um, offensively in the second half, a big reason why we performed very well, Stefan Diggs did a fabulous job. I think he had 10 catches for 130 yards, first wide receiver to 100 receptions this year. That ties the record by Eric Moulds for the Buffalo Bills for most receptions in a season. He's doing a great job. Josh was getting him the ball, and Stefan was making the most of it. 
And that combination, I hope, sticks around for many, many more years to come. That's going to be a big contract this offseason we're going to have to extend and work on before he goes to free agency at the end of 2021. It's, that's a very big deal. Um, special teams, I thought, also played very, very good. I know a lot of people may want Josh Allen to be my third positive. I mean, he played a very good game in the second half. First half was atrocious. But I really, really like the special teams. I think the special teams kept us in this game. Um, you know, Horacas did a great job punting the ball. He punted the ball so many times today. I mean, I mean, him and Jordan Berry punted the ball. I think I said it combined 14 times in this game. And we averaged six yards more per punt. Well, do the math. That's a lot of field position. We averaged 11 more yards per return kicking and eight more per punt. We were literally gaining a first down on almost every special team's exchange in field position, which really played a big role in this game. I mean, this game was very close in the first half. It was literally back and forth punting the ball for the whole first quarter and most of this first half. And by doing that, we we had a great, we did a, you know, you kept ourselves in the game. And our defense did great. I mean, bailed out the offense twice. Dawson Knox fumbling the ball, Josh Allen's interception. I mean, it was a big deal. Other special teams was a big deal. You know, our first half offense, I think our offense needs some work. We can't play that way against Kansas City if we want to beat them. We got an issue running the football. We didn't run the ball very well. I think we only ran for 3.9 yards per carry, which is a first down, yes. But I think if you take out Josh's totals, I don't think we have um, that high of a average. And even if we do, let's just say for hypothetically, you know, without actually looking at the box score, we do, right? We're not running the ball enough during the game. I think during the first half, if we had established the run like we were able to do in the second half, which made them respect the run, which allowed us to do play action. If we had done that in the first half instead of going and shotgun the whole damn time and screwing up time and time again, we could have developed the offense quicker, in my opinion. So there was, there was that in my mind. I feel like if we had ran the ball, we could have established play action much faster and had a, had a you know, some offense to hang our hat on in the first half. So that's kind of my Bill's opinion from yesterday. Um, the Broncos Saturday be a tough game away. After a couple of big games the last couple of weeks, we need uh, – we need to make sure we focus on Denver. We got Denver, we got New England, and then we got Miami in the last week of the season, which that game might matter, it might not. If it doesn't, I mean the Bills hopefully bench their guys. I think that there's a lot of situations going on in that game between seeding and the possibility of playing Miami again the week after. I don't really like the idea of playing our best football, our best game plan against them in week seventeen. If there's a chance we can play them the next week, that's just me. Obviously, um, if the division's on the line and home field advantage between us two is on the line, we should get it. I don't really, I mean, for second overall, I guess, too. Excuse me. I, um, I mean, I guess. I really hope it doesn't come down to that. I think Josh Allen needs a week off. I think Diggs needs a week off. Beasley needs a week off. You know, Edmonds, Milano, the uh, d- defensive line, 
Jordan Poyer in the secondary. Everybody on this team needs a week off to recover, to keep pace with Kansas City, because Kansas City is going to get that by, and they're going to have a week off, and they're going to be refreshed, and they're going to be healthy, and we need to get healthy to match that, because we need a healthy team to beat them. So, now, as part of my 31-31, and while now it's 31-32, and I'm going to cover the Winnipeg Jets. Tomorrow I will post a final standings projection based on what the divisions are going to look like now. And then, excuse me again, damn. I did say I was going to do the cap numbers, so I'm going to do the, the contract rankings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, goalies, defense, forwards. And then I do have top 20 lists of center, top 30 lists of wingers, maybe top 25 defensemen or something, top 15 goalies, and then top 25 or 25. And then I also have fantasy rankings that I'm going to put out for hockey because football's coming to an end soon and hockey's about to start. 56-game schedule, I believe they're saying January 13th, so i got to be ready. League of Legends starts probably a week after that. That'll be a big deal. Hopefully going to do uh, live viewing of that and live tweeting as I go along. And NASCAR starts mid-February, so we're getting into this. Now, the Winnipeg Jets. I have the Winnipeg Jets, 8th out of 31 teams. They didn't really add much to this core team, the core of this team. I've got Nate Thompson and Derek Forbert. Players like this being signed causes it to be 25th overall cap efficiency in addition to any you know, extensions they made, which I obviously will get to in my contract rankings later in the week. You know, they really didn't add any big names. Um, this team is deep at forward. Uh, it, it, it is a deep team all around. I think this is a better, a very, very good team. A team that's on the cusp. It has been for the last couple of years, and it continues to be. That's why it's eighth. I have five teams, I believe, in my final standings that I'll have tomorrow that I consider real cup contenders. But Winnipeg is definitely in that second tier. And, you know, if they improve and get better, they're, you know, a guy like, um, I don't know. A guy like Roslovic uh, uh, improves, or a guy like, you know, Ellers improves, comes back to, you know, what he's supposed to be. Mason Appleton gets better. You know, Patrick Lyonne does his thing. This top six is nasty. If Roslovic even goes into this place where Stasny is, and Stasny's on line three, that top nine is nasty. Because Stasny is a line three center between Cop and Perot. It's a solid third line. I think they have a lot of bottom six pieces that they can play with, with Thompson and Lowry, Harkins, Appleton, Toninato. I think those are very fun players you can mix in there to do what they do, which is bang for this team. In the minors, Gustafsson and Veselainen, they've got two players that could come and pl plug and play. Veselainen could play top six with ease. Gustafsson seems like he's going to be a mid-six, bottom six player center for this team long-term, maybe in a place where Nate Thompson is now. I could see Gustafsson in 21-22 as a fourth-line center. He played significant time last year, I believe, in the NHL and also played in the men's league in Sweden. Defensively, I like this defense. I think that they've got some nice pieces here. Morrissey's very, very good. Pionk, that trade, Truba for Pionk, that looks like a very good trade. You know, especially at the time, because many thought the Rangers got the better end of that deal, but Pionk is a, is a very good defenseman. 
Very underrated. I think he's an all-around defenseman. Boyu leaves a left a little bit on the table, but you look at a guy like Hinola. I think he starts this year on the third pair. Right now, he is our third best left defenseman. But I believe that, you know, by the end of the year, he is on this second pair where Boyu is. Boyu is on this third pair, switching with a guy like Lucas Spiza. DeMello's a solid defenseman. Sammy Niku is a very good offensive finish defenseman, but hasn't really put it together in his all-around game to play defense at the NHL level. If you can do that, you could see him moving up into this top six, possibly, or at least being a first call-up. Derek Forbert, another solid call-up. Like I said, he's a veteran presence that in the minors could come up and play, or if they have a taxi squad where they're going to have extended rosters, a guy like Forbert should be in, in this lineup because he has experience and he can just plug and play. Lastly, probably the strongest attribute of this team is Connor Hellebuck. He is um, the second-best goalie in the league behind Vasilevsky, in my opinion. He's very, very good. He's he's very, very, very good. He will carry this team, and in the playoffs, the difference will be their scoring, but this team can win games 4-3 to three every night, can win the game 4-2, to two, can win the game 3-2, to two, not have to worry about you know having to score five goals a night. They could, but they don't have to worry about it. Brossois as the second goalie, solid, solid backup. I think this team is very, very good. You know, like I said, it's a second-tier team below the cup contenders, as you'll see tomorrow. Eighth overall in the league. I think that they could, they really, they couldn't add much more because of the cap situation, and I don't think they really needed to. You know, their top nine is good. Their bottom six is fun pieces. They have depth. Their defense looks pretty good. You know, it'd be nice if a guy like Hanola does come along this year because, you know, you don't want a guy like Boyu playing 20 minutes a night. I don't think he's good enough to do that, but he's solid enough to be a third-pair defenseman. And goalie, they're just absolutely great. So, with that, that's my wide array of sports takes today. If you liked it, like it, share it, retweet it, do whatever you want to do with it. Message me if you um, have any takes that are different than mine or you have any criticism or anything you want me to cover tomorrow. Tomorrow is probably going to be waiver options for this week, going into week two of the playoffs for fantasy football. In addition to my final standings projections, I don't know how much I'm going to go into that on on the podcast, but I'll go over it lightly, kind of what the gap is between these teams, this team and this team, this team and this team, you know, each tier as you go along. So thank you for listening. And I hope you come back tomorrow for more content.